Hello and welcome to episode 62 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to encourage you to build your business your way. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I am once again joined by Tanya Clark, nutritional therapist and naturopath, whose mission is to inspire people to maximize their health and well-being. Welcome back to the show, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me again. No worries. In the last episode, listeners, Tanya and I talked about the importance of the fuel you feed your body and the impact that that has on your overall health and the way that you can show up for your business as well. So be sure to pop that one on the playlist next if you missed it. But today, Tanya, we're talking all about you and your business. So we love to start these conversations by taking it right the way back to the beginning, as with all episodes. So could you share with us, like, what was it that inspired you to create your business? So my business is fairly new. I had a complete change of career, aged 50, (laughs) went off on a new tangent. Um, I've always been interested in food and nutrition ever since... um, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis 20, I had started having issues 27 years ago. Um, But at the time I ran a very, I was in a family business. My parents both became exceedingly unwell um, and we looked to sell the business because um, I needed to look after them, especially my mother had pancreatic cancer. So um, it's it was a very difficult time and I wanted to support her so at the same time I went back to college and I did five um, a year of biomedicine two years of nutrition and two years of naturopathy while looking after my parents who happened to both be in a different country so I was in college flying out to Austria back to college for the weekend etc um Um, Because I couldn't, I I wanted to help other people not get into a similar state that I could see with um, my parents. And I feel very passionately about food. Um, I'm a massive foodie and I love cooking and I, um, but I have learned to listen to my own body um, since being diagnosed with MS and I, haven't seen anybody medically for MS for 15 years. So, and so hopefully I'm just touching wood that I can keep it at bay. And it's, I mean, it's never going to go away. It'll be there. So I went back to learn. I wanted to understand why what I was doing was helping me and how I could use it to benefit others and to really help my mother as well with her pancreatic cancer at the time. And we went on a seven year journey. She survived seven years Um, and it was a massive learning curve. And I had a lot of help through through and information through college. And so, you know, now I thought I'm going to set up and try and help others. And hopefully others may not uh, fall into or allow their body to be, to become unbalanced, you know, out of balance, imbalanced. You know, I, it's it's just sometimes needs nudging. Your body needs nudging back into balance. So, 
that's why I started set off on my own. That's incredible. What a, what a really personal and powerful inspiration behind why you started your business. I mean, not only having your own experiences of health conditions, but also seeing and experiencing that as, you know, as a family member as well, because I feel like as individuals, we're often more concerned with the health of others that are close to us more so than our own. Yes. Yeah, that definitely, definitely can be. So when you decided to um, set up on your own, what was it that prompted you to choose to become a business owner rather than perhaps studying and then going and working in another environment? Was it just from your background where you were always in another business or yes I'm probably in the zone where they people often say that once you work for yourself you could never work for somebody else and I think possibly you could tag me with that because I've worked in a family business and um I don't know I think you perhaps that's just part of your makeup and I loved it and I I loved um, the, the thing I do struggle, really struggle with, is um, I had quite a few staff when in a, it was a busy manufacturing business. I had a lot of people around me all of the time and a lot of people um, to organise. And now it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Easier in some respects, harder in others, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm getting quite good at arguing with myself and telling myself off, but... <laughs> <laughs> and encouraging myself but <laughs> welcome to entrepreneurship where you talk to yourself far more frequently than you'll ever admit <laughs> yes <laughs> the dogs think I go mad think I'm mad sometimes so oh no it's fine if you've got animals they class as staff members yeah <laughs> two dogs and two horses so they keep me quite busy amazing so with the business that you started having never been in full-time employment and setting up the business on your own I'd love to know has there been anything that's really taken you by surprise in that transition from being a part of a business like you were saying like a bigger business and now running a business by yourself was there anything either wonderful or I don't want to say horrifying but like any challenges that maybe cropped up that you weren't expecting now that it's kind of you as a solo business owner I think the not having people around me has actually it that's quite shocked me you know not shocked me but it's that that has probably been the most difficult thing for me to get used to but I've loved doing all the setup I'm a very systems person I like to make things I like I like to create systems for everything so things can be followed Um, and I So I've enjoyed all the setup, but that's been challenging because I've had, you know, before when I've been setting up systems and had people around me, I I would often ask the people that are actually going to use the systems, would this work, would that work, what information, what feedback, you know, how you're going to be using this system, what do you, what do you think, what would make your life more easy, but so I've had all those conversations with myself, and that, that I guess is... You know, is, has been yeah I, I wasn't really expecting to to feel that actually I think I, I wasn't I was not because the last few years of running the business it really was that I had with my parents it was myself because both parents were sick and not there so 
So I should have been more used to being perhaps on my own. So that that was a bit of a, a shock, but actually I love it really. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's, um, I'm enjoying, no, I'm enjoying it. It's challenging, setting up a business is challenging and in a new, a new environment as well, completely different environment from where I was, but lots of things can be transported between you know, lots, lots of experiences. And when, whether you've come from working for somebody else in a diff- and then branching out on your own, a lot of those experiences that you've had there can be transported. And often you've got your own, you're doing it because you've got your own ideas that you feel are better. You could do things in a better way than what you've seen before. And you can make improvements for the end person, the end, the client you could make their life, make improvements for them. Amazing. I'm curious to ask, so you went back to school with the intention of setting up on your own in the in the field that you're in now, is that correct? Yes. In the beginning, no, I just wanted to learn, I wanted to learn more, but I had a, lots of people had been saying to me, you should be doing your nutrition, you should be doing, it's your passion and you should you should be following that and doing doing that yourself you you should make a living from that and I just had this desire of not wanting to see people fall into um, some of the traps of um, ill health that I've I've seen and experienced and you know although as a naturopath we don't treat or diagnose we are here to support, we're here to support. Um, and it's not an either or, this is another thing that people perhaps make mistakes. It's not either you go down um, a route with normal allopathic medicine, with your normal GP hospital consultants, or you choose this, it's absolutely not like that at all. We're here as a support, supporting role, so that we can support, nutri- you know, if you're on normal med, if you're on a, medicine from your consultant or GP there may be nutrients that you become that you need you need more of particular nutrients to support your body while it's taking that it's and it's and there are certain things that you shouldn't be feeding your body lots of people go and self-prescribe supplements for instance I am one of those people <laughs> you need to be careful if you're on medication you know that there's no interactions and and lots of people don't i've i've had to several clients just remove all supplements because they're on medication and actually their medication is not working as it should be you know and they need they haven't discussed them with their gp which is what they should be doing or their hospital consultant they should be saying i'm thinking of changing my diet i'm thinking of changing changing um you know this adding this doing this and people, of course, don't. They just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they've read and Dr. Google has told them that that's what they need. To be fair, I've been sat in the doctor's office and they've been using Dr. Google. So I feel like it's more common than we probably would ever admit to. But when it comes to, because it's such a such a change for you from the business that you had before in the manufacturing world. And there are so many things now that I would imagine that not only do you have all of the hats as a business owner that we have to um, wear and set up and marketing and sales and all the rest of that 
of all of that stuff. But equally, when you're talking about health, there's going to be a certain level of needing to be able to recognize and understand what else is going on with people in their worlds. And like you've been saying, how whatever medication or anything that they're on. And there's a huge amount of trust when it comes to our health as well. So have you found that the conversations you're having are, is this how you imagine the business to go? Are there parts of the business and conversations that you've had that you weren't expecting when you started up? No, I think um, my aim is obviously to take somebody from having health concerns to um, my phrase is finding the most healthy you. So that the um, finding the most healthy version of that person. So I, and yes, that person does need to have a great deal of trust. Um, but also as a practitioner, you need to trust that person that they're giving you all the information. Have, are they sneaking some supplements in there or, you know, foods and so on? So are you getting the full picture, which again is, um, I think, and you're not always getting the full picture. (laughs) And that that has been quite, I think that can be quite challenging in, in this thing. But I think just helping, just my desire to help people not um, fall into health traps, just... I've forgotten, have I answered your question? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. It was more just kind of how the business has developed and progressed from when you started out and if it was different to what you were expecting it to be. No, I think just finding the root cause behind somebody's health concerns is, and that's always there, that's not changed. That's wonderful. I think it must make, you must see such a difference in between sessions as well, because I know the impact that even a a couple of weeks of following something that maybe wasn't quite right in your body before can, can have on you. So it must be, um, I'd love to hear in your words, but I would imagine that it's just wonderful to see the difference and the transformations in the health of these, of these clients that you're working with. Yes. I mean, I, one, one, client just always springs to mind and he he was very skeptical about help from a nutritional therapist which obviously people are because it's can food really change your life and I remember him saying to me but Tanya at the end of his initial consultation and him saying to me but Tanya we can't uh, um okay so I've got this diet plan and you've given me you've sent me with a letter to the GP because uh, for some testing and no and one supplement he said where's my whole list of supplements that are going to fix me and I said no no that's that's enough for now and he was he was he you knew his mind was his eyes were hitting the ceiling and he said oh no 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 anyway he came he came back in after six weeks and he'd been to his GP he's had his blood test which I was amazed about you know, I thought he was so sceptical, he's never going to go. He's I was just trying to prove you wrong. <laughs> he walked in with this massive smile on his face. He was, by the way, he did have, I'm not actually quite sure how I ended up seeing him because he, he did actually have a degree in nutritional therapy. So he should have known what he was doing. <laughs> but he walked back in with this bounce and he said, you've changed my life. Oh, wow. And he sat down, he went to the GP and his 
the two things I'd asked for, um, two blood tests I'd asked for, um, were so off the record, so out of order that um, the GP put him on to supplements. I mean, at a level that I can never do, you know, the level. And um, and then he followed the diet. One one his thing he he. Um, Bread was a very big part of his diet. And he said, whatever you do, whatever changes you make, do not leave me without bread. <laughs> Don't take my bread away. Yeah, but what did I do? Gluten. Take your bread away. <laughs> no, yeah, I did. Because I realised that he actually, it was going to be hugely beneficial to him. Poor man. And I said, I know you've asked me not to, but I'm just going to say for six weeks, could you? And just see how you feel. He said, I'm never, t-. and he walked in and said, I'm never touching gluten again. Wow. And um, he said even he he was a premature balding person, and he said, "Look at look at my partner's really happy because look at my head. Um, my hair is growing back, and it's not grey." Oh wow! He had his whole of his head was totally was um sorry uh, his top of his head had been totally bald, and it was and I said it's just because your body's gone back into balance, so it's just that nudge of going back into and he said I'm sorry if I didn't think that you'd given me enough things to do he said enough supplements and things and I said but it you know you can't overwhelm the body either you can't just suddenly say oh let's do that let's just put a few things right try and put a few things right and make steps and make long-term dietary lifestyle changes and in you know make them habits so that it's not oh, I've got to go on this diet. Oh, I've got to do this. It's a habit. And then it's a habit that you continue with and you keep going. Amazing. Yeah, I think that that's just, it's just magical. And I I love hearing how how the work that any business owner can do can just literally make someone feel so different about an aspect of their life. And health is such such a key part of that. I mean, we talked in depth about this in the last episode. And yeah, knowing from personal experience how much difference the way that you feel can make in everything <laughs> is just ridiculous. So yeah, I'm in awe. I love that story. I think that that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit more around your business and let's talk a bit more specifically around kind of your branding and your marketing, because that's the bit that I love diving into. So when it came to setting up your business, can I ask, what was it that made you decide to use your own name rather than choosing and opting for, say, a business name? I chose my own name because I want to give a very personal feel that it's me and um, helping, helping you. And it's, I felt that it's, I, I, it was something I did think about and ponder over for a long, long, long time, actually. And um, but I just felt it. I felt it was more personal. And I, Tanya Clark, is the nutritionist in this business and naturopath. And so let's just stick with her name and perhaps not m- complicate things. Make it simple. Yeah, that's interesting, actually, that simplicity was a part of that, because I guess when it comes to health, a lot of what you do is trying to make sure that it's simple ways of people adapting their diet. So carrying that simplicity through to the way that you've named your business is a really good way of doing that. Yes, yes. 
Um, can I ask, have you invested in branding at any point, whether that's kind of your visual branding or maybe a website or even strategy? Is that something that was part of your process when you were setting up your business? Yes, I um, invested in a website. It needs updating. I, it's already out of date. It's not that old. <laughs> but no, I've got lots to do to it, lots of plans for it. And a logo. I had some help with creating a logo. I, I like logos. I know that they're not. I'm a person for probably it's a bit of old school with business cards and you know, going to networking and leaving business cards, maybe it's just part of my old culture, I'm guessing. But I I wanted a, a logo that um, I took quite a long time with the logo, actually, and gave a designer help, um, quite strong, quite strong instructions, really. I wanted a um, hands hands in the shape of a heart so like I'm hold helping you holding you but to be plant-based you know with a a plant plant-based effect because um the diets that I suggest they're not not always um I'm not saying everybody's got to be vegan or vegetarian at all I'm not I'm I eat meat and fish but um but a high proportion of the diet needs to be needs to come from plant sources so that was my sort of thinking I put a lot of personal time into how I wanted that to look and then finally got it to be a caring you know hands caring a heart you know in the shape almost in the shape of a heart I love that so you worked with a designer on that point did you create the website yourself did you invest the time into the website or was that something that you chose to outsource as well um I the website was put together by somebody else but I laid out I said gave the wording basically and the the layout but I need I um yeah I've got quite a bit to add to it so <laughs> always do I think websites are always going to be a living breathing entity just like our businesses are so yeah I wouldn't worry about it I wouldn't worry about the um fact that it needs updating because I would say that every website almost daily needs updating in some respect or another um so when it came to creating your branding and actually owning a brand how do you think that did that have an impact on the way that you felt about your business or the way that you perceived your business from before having your website and your logo um, and the difference to afterwards when you had received that? Um, Yes, I think branding is really important, actually. And I think when, especially when it's a very personal, personal business too, I think maybe even more so. The one thing that I don't do, which I know, again, I need to change, is do more things like Facebook Lives or more videos. Um, and everybody's always saying to me, oh, for goodness sake, Tanya, just put your, your when I make nut milk and things, just put it on a video and then people can follow. And I'm constantly being asked. So I know that that's something I've got to address and that will happen very, very soon. And I think that's part of the brand as well. People seeing me and seeing me do things and seeing, you know, how some of my recipes, you know, um, because I don't measure things. And I don't, it's probably why I don't bake. Probably why I don't bake. 
but um you know but that's just me and how I cook and um yeah I find it interesting because I feel like there's an awful lot of pressure when it comes to outside opinion of how we need to be running our business and how we should be running our business, particularly when it comes to the way that we choose to market. So yeah, absolutely. I feel like there would be wonderful benefits to you showing the videos of your recipe, showing the videos of how you're doing things and showing up because that simplicity and that personal touch and the the fact that you've chosen to make yourself the front and center of your business will only be amplified by having these, you know, showing up in whatever way you choose, whether that's on Facebook, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's through email, however it is, and things like this as well, like this podcast by sharing your voice and sharing your knowledge. I think that that's a wonderful way of putting yourself out into the world if it's something that you want to do that's the only caveat I put on that is if you don't feel like you want to do Facebook lives don't do Facebook lives find another platform that works for you yes (laughs) interesting so when it comes to your business this is a question that I love to ask what's your favorite part of your business my fave absolutely favorite I'm a real people person. I, so actually during lockdown, it's this sort of Zoom, you know, Zoom calls. So I love meeting people. I love delving in. I literally go back to their birth. Oh, wow. <laughs> all the way through their life. And I'm looking for triggers for certain situations for, you know, if somebody's been on antibiotics for a lot of their childhood, how's, you know, if somebody is... Um, and I love mapping all the way through their life, looking for things that could have triggered or set um, or, or set a whole load, a cascade of, of situations. Um, I mean, it can be trauma, it could be death of a relative, you know, or death of someone close or or it you know even you know you can go to bullying at school and emotional emotional trauma as well as physical traumas or moving house you know that's that is the stress involved in just moving house or losing a job or changing a job and going I love mapping all the way through and and then finding ah and then you get that light bulb moment that you think ah okay so that's and asking the question when when was the last time that you felt really well? Mm. What were you doing at that point? And then what were you doing after that point? I imagine that's quite a hard question to answer as well. It's like, when was the last time you felt really well? <laughs> People do can usually answer it, though. They do usually answer it. Good. <laughs> I don't know what I'd say. <laughs> I've just got images of you like an actual detective like um like the murder boards that you see with all the string and the tape and then like a picture of a wheat field in the middle that's circled in red (laughs) (laughs) this is the suspect this is our main suspect this is going to be the culprit of all of the rest of this it's all coming together (laughs) (laughs) and it's um so you know and then it's it's working with a client and obviously people have different budgets so we can do quite a lot of functional testing that is very beneficial so but not everybody can afford that or they can only afford certain parts of it and so it's then working within those that's interesting as well because sometimes you have more information 
than other times because you've been able to do more functional testing. So you've got more to work with, more, more pointers. More strings on the board. Yes, yes. <laughs> and a bigger red circle in the middle. <laughs> but I, and then when you get that moment of, you know, perhaps somebody saying two weeks on your diet, two weeks, I, f- I followed you, I decided to go for it, two weeks, and I don't have this these digestive issues, for instance, happened not so long ago. So, and that's really, really satisfying, really satisfying. Amazing. So my last question for you when it comes to how you've built and grown your business is around marketing. So we've talked a little bit around the kind of things that you want to be doing, but so far within your business, what would you say has been your most effective um, way of marketing your business for growth? I've had quite a lot of interest through Instagram, which I'm not, um, which has really surprised me because actually I haven't got until very recently, I'm just setting up the LinkedIn bio things, but I haven't actually done any call to actions at all. And my, my website doesn't have any call to actions at all. That's the first thing I'm going to change. You're good. Recently, yes, because recently I have taken on a a new software for running my practice, which I'm finding amazing. So that everybody, rather than trawling through emails from lots of people, plus all the, you've got one place with one person's contact, all their contact with you, all their notes, all their, everything about them. And they have that, they've got access to it as well. So, and you can I've got a calendar in there that you can book on so now these links need to go on my website so that people could actually book a free 15 minute call or a, an initial consultation with me so I have probably not done enough in terms of marketing myself I think actually I've had a slow run in I'm, I'm going now but I've had a slow run in because I've been clearing up the deaths of my parents in both the UK and Austria so and I'm still not finished yet and no it's still got one in the UK and one in Austria that are not closed yet <laughs> and it's been a you know very long drawn out deal and um, obviously Covid has has um, had an impact <laughs> yes that's the wrong timing, parents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, is there really good timing? No. no. <laughs> good timing for a pandemic or for any form of kind of of tragedy within your world there. But hey, I mean, there's always a school of thought that we will always find our way through. Yes. <laughs> you have to find your way through. Yeah. You will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I find it interesting that you feel like you haven't done enough marketing yet, but um, I feel like this is a question that I'd love to explore with you, maybe away from the podcast or maybe on like, um, maybe come back when you have had some time and, and we could maybe talk around the different methods that you have found that have been beneficial for you, because I feel like exactly what you've said there is something that many, many business owners will relate to is that you never feel like you're doing enough. But in all honesty, if you have clients and you're happy with the way that your business is growing, then you're you're doing enough. You've done enough so far. It's just there's always more to do. There is always more that you could do. It's up to you whether you choose to. 
Uh, yes, I, I think that's that's true. Um, but I'm ready now to take on more clients and to grow my business more. So I am at a point where that that is I can do do that. Amazing. So I, do, I can't see that I've got too many more distractions with closing my parents stuff. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping it's just going to happen very soon. Yeah, I hope that it does. I hope that it wraps up soon for you so that you can just thrive in the business that you're growing and building. Because, I mean, I've I've loved these conversations. I feel like I've learned so much from you already that I'm excited to see more of what you share in the future from your business. And honestly, guys, I've had a little browse through the Instagram and I'm just like, oh, the food, so many pictures. And... The pictures of the dogs as well, like <laughs> dogs, animals in general, and food on an Instagram feed. Like I'm a happy gal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so my last question for you today, then Tanya, before we wrap up, is from everything that you've experienced in the setup of your business and how your business has been growing and changing over the time that you've had it, what would be your one key piece of advice that you'd like to share with the listeners today? Don't give up and absolutely don't give up and don't be afraid to change your mind and change direction, you know, change, have changes of direction or decide that something you thought was a good idea isn't a good idea. That's not failure. That's just experience and moving on for something that's right for your business. Business needs to be evolving. But cha- businesses that don't evolve, they, they, they die. You know, they have to live with the times. And sometimes something you doesn't work. You know, you can put in for instance, I mean, I've never, ever done social media until this last bit, really. Um, I until yes never done social media so I'm having to get used to that and some things work sometimes you think well I posted that that looks quite an interesting thing but nobody's liked it so what happened you know and so you 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 know don't be afraid don't worry about it and don't be afraid to try things and then think oh no that perhaps or and then think just adjust it slightly and try it again or just tweak it a bit but I think don't ever, ever give up or, or keep saying the word failure. For business is, you know, not about failure. It's about moving on and keeping, adapting, adapting, changing. Um, if something doesn't work, try something out, you know, try a different route. Um, it doesn't mean the base, it doesn't mean the idea is totally rotten. It's not like a piece of fruit that's gone rotten all the way through. There's probably an element that's absolutely fine, good in there, but it's just needs projecting in a slightly different way. Yeah, I think that's such valuable advice um, with our diets as well as with our businesses. Yeah. Try something, review, adapt. But yeah, I mean, you never need to give up. You can if, if you want to, but generally speaking it's never going to be the end. You just take what you can, you learn from it. We review, we learn, we grow and we implement whatever it is that does work in a new way to bring about more changes. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me today, Tanya, and sharing your business journey with us. Um, Where can the listeners find more of you online? Um, Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, my website obviously. and the website that will be updated <laughs> with calls to action <laughs> <laughs> well, 
but will very soon have calls to action on it. <laughs> so my call to action to you listeners is to go and have a look at the website when this comes out and see if there are call to actions there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but i will pop all of the links in the show notes so you can go and find more um and find some of the recipes see the photos of the puppies always interesting um and just generally hear more about the wonderful wisdom around nutrition and how to fuel your body and your diet from tanya online so check out the show notes for those links and listeners if you're enjoying the podcast can you please hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review if you are enjoying it because it really does help the podcast to grow and it means that i can continue bringing you new episodes every week and new guests every week until next time head over to our instagram facebook or clubhouse communities with the links in the show notes and we can continue these conversations in the brand lounge